1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports.
2: On his way to the end zone. tell you what, that was a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What
2: a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again.
1: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Hey, happy Thanksgiving,
0: everybody. What's going on? Welcome to Fantasy Football Today or Fantasy Football Tonight if you're watching live. Night shows get kind of wacky, so get ready. Wednesday night, 9.15 p.m. And Adam, Jamie, and Heath, we are here. Heath is soldiering on. He hasn't been feeling well since Sunday or Saturday, and he's probably wishing he was asleep right now, but he's here. (laughs) And I I really appreciate it. You could easily have taken the the night off. Thank you for being here. I'm thankful Uh, for that, I, I have taken a lot
1: of things off. Um, so far this week, so I appreciate everybody who stepped up and uh, filled in where I wasn't there.
2: Okay, I hope you're not talking about your clothes. There haven't been a lot of people that have stepped up for you. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
0: I stepped up. I stepped right yeah. up. Thank you, yeah. Adam. You're very welcome. All right, we are going to preview. We've got breaking news.
2: What's the news? Breaking news. What is it? Uh, Antonio Brown, according to Bruce Arians, will play. Next
0: week. Next week. Next week. Oh, wow. What a tease. <laughs> all right. So that's next week against Atlanta. This week against the Colts. No Antonio Brown. Games we're looking at today. Uh some of them are well let me get the schedule up. I'll tell you all of them. We got Miami and Carolina. We've got Jacksonville, Atlanta. We've got uh does anybody care about this? Or or you know, they just when it's revealed, it's revealed. All right, I'm sorry. I was buying time. Miami, Carolina, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Houston, and the Jets, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, uh, Tennessee, New England, Chargers, Denver. Do you ever know and the times of
2: the game? It. Do you remember the times of the games?
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think so. Well, you can kind of figure it out based on where they're playing. Right? Okay. Anyway, let's get to the surprising stat of the day. Good work. Can we curse, can we curse on the show since you're... You I'm telling you, Jamie is... Jamie is a different person at night. He is. This is like noon to him. Oh, yeah. 9
2: p.m. So he's I fell asleep at 840 for 10 minutes it was glorious
1: (laughs) it's really a nice deal for me like you said not quite feeling myself I do a morning podcast with Dave and then I get evening Jamie I've only got to say like 15 words today (laughs) (laughs) right.
0: so your surprising stat of the day nice work uh, by Sports Illustrated breaking down Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger leads the NFL in pass attempts on fly routes slash goal routes where basically a guy just runs down the field he's got the most of those attempts in the NFL you would not think that from Ben Roethlisberger, he has 17 of them. And according to Sports Illustrated, they noticed Chase Claypool is not getting separation on those routes, and that is leading to a lot of contested catches and incompletions. Deontay Johnson's been better on those routes, so we don't even have to break that down necessarily. We can talk about that later when we look at Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh. But oh no, sorry, Did I get that. Who's Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I got the AFC North matchups mixed up. Sorry. What time is the game? That's at one. Uh, yes, I can confirm. Your four o'clock games are Chargers, Broncos, so he, he Rams, can Packers. To
2: this, um, usually on Sundays, I have to do. I have to say the times of the games, like about three or four times, as like lead-ins to segments, and I probably say the same thing over and over again because it's a lot of like, "Hey, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, can't wait to see Joe Mixon against Najee Harris." You know, I, I say that a lot or something along, along those lines, but I never know the times of the games going in. You gotta
0: know the times. This is important stuff. Green Bay, uh, Rams, Packers, Vikings, and 49ers, and Chargers, Broncos are your 4 to 425 p.m. games on Sunday. All right, let's get to the players we love after that useless
1: Ben Roethlisberger segment. Players we love. Heath, who do you love? Wow, we're starting with me this time. Uh, uh, I'm going to say even with the quarterback change, uh, Elijah Moore. I just think the leap he's made over the last month, he's not going to go back to seeing three or four targets. He's not going to go back to playing 40 to 60% of the snaps. When we have elite wide receiver talents like this that make this type of leap in season, it generally carries on. It's a fantastic matchup. Even with Zach Wilson, he'll be at least a top 20 wide receiver this week.
0: Okay, Jamie's on the same page with you. Dave's a little bit lower on Elijah Moore. The Texans have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to a wide receiver in all but two games. It's usually a touchdown.
1: Could help. Corey Davis, um, change in designation today, I believe suffered a green groin injury listed as limited. We'll see what that means tomorrow
2: or if they practice tomorrow,
0: Jamie, who just said a line as the start of the week. This was a fun conversation to have with Jamie this week,
2: Russell Wilson. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to trust Russ right now. Um, obviously he's been struggling in the two games back from the finger injury, but he loves Monday night. He's 10 and two in his career in Monday night football. He's going to love playing the Washington football team. Jamie, what time they is this bad. game? What time is yep. this? What time is this game? Eight uh, thirteen PM. <laughs> okay, so you know that, you know the reason I know that is because the Omaha Productions tweeted that last week for the Manning Cast. Oh, okay. I realized it was eight thirteen. Love the man. Start. You love the Mannings. All right, oh, the Russell, Manning cast is best. Russell Wilson. You know the best thing about the Manning Cast is <laughs> is. Watching Peyton Manning as they come to the line of scrimmage, and you see his eyes just going back and forth, like as he's scanning the defense, like he's still playing. He's a genius. It's very cool. It is fantastic.
1: All right, Russell Wilson, but it's gonna come. We through. agree that Eli's cooler than
2: Peyton, right? I don't agree. I think he is. I think he's
0: funnier. I don't think he's
2: cooler. Jamie, break the tie. Um, if well, if the question is, who would you rather have a beer with, I'd rather have a beer with Peyton? Because of what he did on the field. No, just I, I think he's, he, he's better. He, I'd, he's, li- I'd like to have a conversation with yeah, him. Yeah, he's more, more interesting, I
0: think. Yeah. I, See, Eli is funny Eli.
2: <laughs> I love how Eli stick now is, is catching Peyton eating. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Peyton thought he was slick and he went off in the corner and they still, they still filmed me <laughs> It was fantastic.
0: Um, all right, anything else on Wilson?
2: Uh, yes, Washington stinks. They allow over 27 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. He's going to break out in a big way. And remind us all of uh, how great he is. And what better to let Russ cook on Thanksgiving? The week of Thanksgiving. Yes. A lot of let <laughs>
0: cook the leftovers. Um, <laughs> uh, I wanted JB Heath. I wanted him to go with Miles Sanders as the start of the
1: week.
2: Yeah. So yeah I was... I've, Sorry, go
1: ahead. I've gone back and forth on him this week already. I, I think I feel better about Russ.
2: I have uh, I had four four guys I was debating. It was the two guys in that game, Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, and Cam Newton. Russ is the better story. Okay, Russ, it is. Let him cook. Let him eat those leftovers.
0: All season long, we're playing the Fantasy Football Today Start Sit Challenge. You can go to CBSSports.com/startsit to play. Each week, answer 10 start-sit questions to, <laughs> to win a customized Trophy Smack championship belt with your name and Why are you laughing? Because I keep saying start-sit, and I'm reminding myself that I cursed on the earlier
2: show. What the was the word list. you
0: said? It sounds like sit. And the overall winner for the season wins $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. One question this week, guys. Half PPR, Nick Chubb, James Robinson, Saquon Barkley. Remember, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt looks like he wants to play. Looks like he's... Probably is going to play this week. Uh, So Chubb, James Robinson, or Saquon Barkley in half PPR, who would you go with?
2: Chubb.
1: Yeah, I've got it, Chubb right now, but if Hunt was back, I would probably go Robinson. They'd be very, very close. Definitely those two would be my top two choices. You said you got it, Chubb, right now? I do have Chubb right now. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> it's a little different.
0: <laughs> what did Dave say? He said two like extremely perverted things on the show. I don't know
2: if they were intentional. He said, that, "I don't I'm not even going to repeat. My my uh my wife was about to curse in front of the kids uh, recently, and she was like, "Holy shit, talkie mushrooms!" <laughs> 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 so now my kids are saying, "You shiitake mushroom." No because, way, really? Oh yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so anyway, go to cbsports.com slash start sit to play.
2: Man, why don't you so show the little cool graphic stuff? like Ben does? Why can't you be creative like that? Because I don't have those capabilities.
0: Who are we avoiding, Jamie? Avoiding this week?
2: Uh, who are we avoiding this week? Uh, I would like to avoid Cortland Sutton. Um, I, I know you got to be excited that he signed the contract extension and maybe coming off the buy. Some things are different. we know the Chargers' secondary is a little bit banged up, but it's just not been good for him with Jerry Judy on the field. And this defense just does not allow a lot of passing touchdowns. So I don't want to trust Cortland Sutton until I see it and see him produce with a healthy Jerry Judy.
0: Well, what about Jerry Judy? Why don't we take it a step further? Are you avoiding him?
2: Uh, if I, none of them are must start guys for me. Uh, Judy is, is a number three receiver, better in PPR than non PPR, but, uh, this is a, this is a tough secondary. And I think you'll see the Broncos run the ball a lot, you know, with, um, Linval Joseph not there. We'll find out if, if, uh, Jerry Tillery's back. Um, but Joseph's not going to play. So it's an easy opportunity for Denver to lean on Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams and not necessarily have to make Teddy make plays.
0: That's really annoying. The Linval Joseph thing. Well, first of all, he tested positive for COVID, so I do not mean being be insensitive, but I hope he comes back. He missed um, week 11 against Pittsburgh, but uh, their run defense, I mean, how many times did I talk about getting Justin Jones back after the bye and what it would mean? They are much, much better with Jones in the lineup. They have been markedly better against the Patriots, Eagles, Vikings, and Steelers over the last four games. With Jones back. So what looked like an amazing match. Still got up touchdowns. What looked like an amazing matchup uh, for Javante Williams hasn't really been that way. Uh, by the way, yeah, we got to keep an eye on Asante Samuel, Jamie, because you mentioned they're a little banged up, but he's in the concussion protocol. When the Chargers' two top cornerbacks have been healthy, Davis and Samuel, they've been one of the toughest matchups around. But the last three yeah. weeks, they've been in and out of the lineup, and you've seen good production from the receivers.
1: All right. Uh, Heath, who do you avoid this week? I kind of want to avoid the Patriots running backs. Well, the Patriots, I guess. Um, Just a little bit nervous. They've kind of got the same thing at almost every position now with Stevenson and Harris splitting like they are. And I just don't know which guy it's going to be on a given week. So I do have Stevenson one spot ahead of Damian Harris. Both of them in my top 30, but neither in my top 24. Um, I would rather start Tony Pollard tomorrow over those guys. I would rather start both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams over those guys. I'd start Devontae Freeman.
0: Okay. Uh, do you know who leads the Patriots in receiving this year? Yards or catches? Yards. I'd assume Jacoby Myers. Jamie Kendrick Bourne. It is Kendrick Bourne. He, I think, he has forty more yards than Jacoby Myers. So yeah, it's it, it, some weeks it's Aguilar, some weeks it's Bourne, some weeks it's Myers, and now we got the running backs. That's not going to be a good fantasy game, is it? Titans and Patriots. News and notes: Aaron Jones practiced. What do you guys think of this? You think he's got a realistic shot to play this week against the Rams?
2: He looked good in the video I saw. They listed him as limited. Um, you know, you don't know if it's just them trying to get him back up to speed, and you know, see how th- see how things go uh, with the fact that their bye is coming up next week. So. Um, my guess if he's able to play, remember initially it was a one to two week timetable. So he missed one week and you might be able to return. I think if you're deciding between anybody on Thursday and AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, you're going to have now a decision to make certainly in terms of, uh, AJ Dillon being the still must start guy because he's not still a must start guy. If Aaron Jones plays,
0: but who on Thursday would you, it's not a good day for running backs, right? Oh, it's a
2: great day for running backs. Well, I mean, you know, if you're oh. deciding, let's say, between Mark Ingram and A.J. Dillon. Okay,
0: right, Ingram, right. We have to get to that. I, I, if it were Tony Jones, I think you probably would be less excited. But Ingram? Yes.
2: Um, yeah, or Pollard. You know, like, if, if if you tell me Aaron Jones is playing and I have Pollard and Dillon, I would play Pollard over Dillon. Dillon's still – don't you think Dillon will still have a role, though? Because he was, you know,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. kind of like Pollard. Maybe fewer catches, though.
2: He's, he's still flex-worthy. But we're talking AJ Dillon, no Aaron Jones is top five ish, you know, yeah. certainly top 10 ish. AJ Dillon with Aaron Jones there is closer to where Tony totally Pollard is. And if you're telling me I have Pollard in a secondary role and Dillon in a secondary role, I will take Pollard against the Raiders on a short week with Ezekiel Elliott a little bit banged up.
0: I get that. However, if you're deciding between Pollard and Dillon, and there's still uncertainty about Aaron Jones, are, are they not close enough where you just go with Dylan because at least you have the chance of Jones yes. not playing? Yes. Okay. Uh, speaking of the running backs on Thursday, or let's talk about Thursday in general here. Alvin Kamara out, Mark Ingram questionable. Uh, the Ryan Ramchick, their right tackle for the Saints, he's out. Left tackle, Teron Armstead, he's questionable. They both missed last week's game. Defensive end, Marcus Davenport is out. But Heath, what do we think now about the running backs with Ingram making some progress, but still uncertain. And again, it's a tough matchup facing Buffalo.
1: I would say I'm starting Mark Ingram if he's active and playing. He's averaging 20 touches a game the past two weeks. He could be terribly inefficient with those 20 touches and still be a starting fantasy running back. And I think he has top 12 upside.
0: And what if it's Jones, Tony Jones?
1: I think you probably take everything I say and drop it down one level. So I like Tony Jones as a flex and he has top 20 upside. But I just I don't know that he gets the exact same workload as Ingram and Jones hasn't actually shown us that he's very good yet. Would you start
0: Tony Jones if he's the starter or uh, Miles Gaskin against Carolina? Gaskin. Gaskin. Okay. Yeah. Same. All right. CeeDee Lamb making good progress. Oh, Obviously, oh. if he plays, you start him. If he plays, would you start Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? I got this question earlier, struggled with it a little bit. Where would you go there, Dak with Lamb or Jalen Hurts?
2: I would go with Dak. Um, They'd be very similar, but Dak with Tyron Smith and no C.D. Lamb is close enough to Jalen Hurts for me right now that I would put him over the top with C.D. Lamb. I would definitely go
1: Hurts if it was four points per pass touchdown. Um, But in six, I'd probably go Dak as well.
0: All right, so Dak would be, we talked about this on the Wednesday show, Dak would be something around eighth or so if Lamb plays? Six, maybe.
2: Six. He'd be higher for me.
0: Okay. All right, Kareem Hunt expects to play. We'll talk about that game in a little bit.
2: Elijah Mitchell. I have a decision to make against you with uh, Todd Rones. Oh, and I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell no, me. No, so we have to decide. He, <laughs> you, can, you can be the tiebreaker. So uh, right now we have Tony Pollard in our second RB spot. Because we've been without Hunt and Mike Davis has just been terrible. Uh, Najee Harris is our number one running back. Start Mike so, Davis. Start Mike Davis. So <laughs> we're debating: do we start? Because we're we're our flex spot is Jalen Waddle, and we have uh, Stefan Diggs and Cooper Cup. So we're debating: do we wait for Hunt, and if he doesn't play, we just play Dontrell Hilliard, yes. or do we play Pollard.
1: I'd play Mike. Davis. I would just play Pollard because I think that's, I might like Pollard more than Hunt eat in his first game back.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm leaning right now. But we're that's what that's what our debate is.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to McCaffrey you. So
0: hopefully it doesn't matter. You're going to
1: McCaffrey. Are, are you still in second place in our division, Adam? I am. I am six and five. I lost uh, my undefeated season on the last uh, Ryan Suckup field goal on Monday night. Oh, oh wow.
0: That that yeah you know what I'm I'm happy that you and Jamie are crushing it in that league cuz it's the man with well, the podcast league since nobody out there cares I'm just going to tell you it is Jamie and Heath as juggernauts Jamie you've what one loss you and Todd
2: No we actually lost our second game because uh I I was so torn on Marcus Johnson versus Rob Gronkowski, game we played Marcus mm-hmm. Johnson Oh okay so
0: two losses one loss everyone else except for maybe one team in a 14 team league maybe two teams I don't know. It is jam packed right around 6 and 5, 5 and 6. The points are really really close. So this happens a lot in the podcast like it is super competitive. And thank you all for listening to something you didn't care about. Uh let's keep let's uh, rock and roll here. Elijah Mitchell was in a no contact jersey. We will hopefully get an update. You know, we'll keep getting well, of course we'll get updates and we'll let you know. You know what to do. They, they, the have,
2: they have potentially a a dream situation unfolding. For their offense, if Mitchell plays with Tomlinson not there, and you know what's what's happening with Everson Griffin yeah, too. It's true. Uh,
0: Cordarrelle Patterson was limited there at Jacksonville. Kadri Allison has earned more carries and for Atlanta,
2: and uh, a writer a beat. I guess let me clarify. I don't want to say dreams narrow. That's insensitive. Um, they have a good situation for their team.
0: Yeah. So what Jamie's referring to is Minnesota defensive end Everson Griffin. He they haven't. Said one way or the other, but he may not be available
2: this week. He's he's, not playing this week. Yeah.
0: He's had some, uh, he had took a break from mental health a few years ago, had kind of an incident, an issue this week.
2: Yes. I I didn't want to seem insensitive to the Minnesota. I was talking more of the San Francisco situation.
0: Right. Um, But obviously, he's a key player for them. And Dalvin Tomlinson, key defensive tackle, he's out as well. Okay. Anyway, two running backs that could be getting more work Kadri Allison for Atlanta. And Ryan Talbot of the of New York Upstate says, "Don't be surprised if Thursday becomes the Matt Breida game." Jamie, who would you pick up, Breida or Allison? And are you actively looking to pick them up?
2: Uh, I would pick up Breida. I mean, Allison is only going to earn a, a role in whatever capacity Cordero Patterson doesn't play, because if Patterson's there and Mike Davis is still playing and Allison is playing, I mean, that's just messy. Whereas the Bills are searching for some sort of an answer and. Brida may be the good their guy, you know. So, uh, it's non-injury related for Buffalo. It's more injury related for Atlanta.
0: Uh, Kadarius Tony missed practice. Aaron Rodgers, we know what the bottom of his foot looks like now. Very thankful for that. He has a fractured <laughs> so toe. Is Rex Ryan. What?
2: So was Rex Ryan. <laughs> oh God.
0: Miami claimed Philip Lindsay. Corey Davis has a groin issue. Pete. Men- uh. Heath mentioned that. <laughs> Sorry, Pete Carroll. Was the next thing I was going to say? Pete Carroll uh, says that Seattle has to keep going to Gerald Everett. Okay, and Marquise Brown practiced. That was good to see. So hopefully he is, uh, hopefully he's out there this week. Here's something from Greg. You guys, Jamie Heath, Dave, and especially Adam, I did not even see that. I swear. Have the best fantasy fo- football show out there. Good job, guys. So before we Thank get you. into the games, let's take some time. I want to tell you all, I'm so thankful for our audience. Truly am. You guys mean everything to me. I mean, the reason why I have a job. So I just love interacting with the audience. I love that we're on YouTube now. Um, The live comments are great. And I've been doing this for 12 years now. And it's just, we build these relationships with the listeners and the viewers. And it's really cool. And it's an amazing job to have. So thank you everyone for supporting our show. Thank you everyone for supporting St. Jude. Um, very thankful. So I appreciate it. And uh, all right. Carolina at Miami. Here we go. I think you made Heath cry. Yeah. <laughs> A little choked up there. Thankful for you too, Heath. Yeah. Carolina at Miami. <laughs> Instead of stats of the game. Thanks, buddy. You right appreciate it. Uh, let's look at trends of the game. The Panthers see the second fewest pa- pass attempts in the NFL. They are fourth in time of possession. They're 20th in pace. Uh, Miami, though, all they do is pass. Sixth most pass attempts per game and 30th in rush attempts per game. So we'll see if Miami uh, will, you know, throw the ball a lot because teams don't usually do that against Carolina. Meanwhile, when Miami gets inside the five-yard line, three players are tied with four carries inside the five. Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, and Tua Tungavailoa, and Jacoby Brissett has three carries. So how many does Waddle have now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, well, and just I, like
1: for projections purposes, I would just count that as seven carries for Tua.
0: Right. And it's interesting because I, I think this looks like a bad matchup on paper for Tua. They don't give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. They're second in yards per attempt, the Panthers. Uh they obviously don't see a lot of attempts either, but They're going to see a lot of attempts probably against the Dolphins because that's just what the Dolphins do. The Panthers have faced horrible competition this year, and Tua is really involved inside the five-yard line as well. So I don't know. Um, He's probably not the guy we should lead with here, but give me me your thoughts on Tua, and then we'll talk about the other quarterback who's more interesting.
1: I'm scared of him, but I'm not so sure if I streamed him last week I'm going to find somebody this new for this week. Um, I think he could be in that 20-point range again.
2: All right, great. Let's talk about right, just Cam. Just to give you an example, like I moved on from Tua in a few leagues to Tyrod Taylor. I just think there's more upside with him in his matchup than there is for Tua.
0: Okay. Uh, Cam, though, Jamie, you were thinking about him for start of the week. And go. Cam Newton.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I the one thing that concerns me a little bit is, you know, the Dolphins and how creative they've been defensively the last couple of weeks. Obviously, you saw the game against the the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and there's some similarities clearly in how Jackson and and Cam uh, play their games. They're not the same type of players, but you know they're going to run. I I just wonder what kind of defense they'll throw at Cam, but I I think you got a a glimpse of what Cam can be last week. Now, granted, it was the best matchup on the table in terms of the Washington football team, but he was under 200 yards passing, found two touchdowns. He was 40-plus yards rushing and got a touchdown there. I think if you just take away the one, one of the passing touchdowns, that's probably where Cam is going to be most weeks, one passing, one rushing, two total touchdowns in general, you know probably about 250 total yards of offense and if he limits the mistakes, which I think he's capable of, uh, he's going to be you know in, in the top 10 conversation most weeks, especially in a matchup like this. So I, I'm perfectly happy with Cam as a you know 23 to 25 point scorer you know finishing in the bottom half of the top 10.
0: I just want to bring this up. Last year, week one, 25 points. Week two, 35 points. And he was pretty
2: much trashed the rest of the season. Well, then that was the COVID situation after after. Yeah, he got COVID, man.
0: He did, but he also was bad. I mean, he wasn't. it wasn't just COVID, but well, there, there were a lot of excuses. He didn't have McCaffrey.
2: He didn't have DJ Moore. I get that, but... He also... Was joining a system and it's similar, but he was joining yeah. a system that he wasn't comfortable. I know, with. but
0: I can't use that excuse here because he's he joined a team mid season here, you know. I mean, this is even
2: worse. No, no, I, I mean, it's valid. Same thing.
1: I just think, like, because what Jamie said about the Dolphins defense, I hadn't really thought about that, but then I thought about what they did to Lamar Jackson in that game, and you can't do that to Cam Newton, you could have done it to him last year. But if you're going to blitz Cam Newton 17 plays in a row, then Christian McCaffrey is going to have 14 catches for 350 yards and seven touchdowns.
2: Okay, right. They they have a much different counterpunch than the Ravens do. It, it's also they they have a, a run game, you know, from their backfield. You know, the Baltimore doesn't have that, and they abandoned it. You know, I also think that Joe Brady, no disrespect to Greg Roman, but Greg Roman didn't adjust. I think Joe Brady right. will adjust, and, and they also have a blueprint now. You know, so they, if if they're going to see that, I'm sure they're working on adjustments to that. But. um, yeah, I, I mean you gotta be impressed with how Cam played last week. Again, it was the best matchup on the table. Washington, we know, is has been you know, just giving fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The Dolphins were at one point. Um, so that's uh that that's a good thing in terms of what what happens for for Cam this week.
0: Do you agree with this from a listener named Cam, a reviewer? Adam looks like all the Spider Man actors had a baby. I could see that. I could
2: be Spider Man. So it's Andrew Garfinkel. yeah, Maguire. McGuire. Yep. Um, what's his name?
1: Azer? I don't know. The, this is my Azer take um, for the whole Marvel series. Every time Spider-Man shows up in one of the non-Spider-Man movies, he does nothing but annoy me. The tracks okay. from the movie. And so I do kind of see what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, which running back do you like better in this game, McCaffrey or Gaskin? <laughs> uh, starter sit Miles Gaskin
2: I would try to sit him
1: I'm okay as a low end number two I like him more than the other low end number two is what I would say I guess
2: the but two you, things yeah. that he has done well when he's done well this season is catch passes and find the end zone and this team is the best at limiting pass catching running backs they allow the fewest receptions to running backs and they've allowed five rushing touchdowns on the season so this is a recipe for disaster for Gaskin if he doesn't score.
0: Uh, Gaskin or Pollard?
1: Uh, Pollard. I think I have Pollard higher.
0: That's interesting because I, I understand Gaskin's not appealing, but he's got he's got fifteen or more touches in five straight games. He had twenty six touches last week. Twenty six touches three weeks ago. Those were wins.
2: Playing with the lead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and they could win. I mean, all right. Uh, who's the best wide receiver in this game?
2: Or Waddle? I still, I still think Jalen Waddle. Ooh.
1: It's really close. Um, they're both pretty much in the must-start territory for me this week. So I hadn't really thought about if I had both of them as my my third wide receiver. But I think I'd probably go Waddle and PPR for sure. Okay.
0: Any chance we get Devontae Parker back or Will Fuller back?
2: Don't believe so.
1: Who?
0: Can I tell you just real quick about Devontae Parker? He has played the Patriots, the Bills twice, and the Raiders and the Colts. The Colts are a great matchup. The other three are terrible matchups. And he's actually had 77 or more yards in three of those five games. And he's he's had a ton of targets, too. Seven or more targets in every game. So I'm sure he's available in most leagues. Don't completely overlook Parker
2: in deeper leagues. He is uh, he is lacking the best ability though. Yeah, I,
0: I know, I know. Uh, Mike Kosicki, not super high for you guys. More like ninth, tenth, or so. Actually, eighth for Jamie and PPR, eleventh for Heath. Uh, he'll be he'll be a little bit lower.
2: Lower, okay. How come? Well, I Pitts too low, so Pitts will be ahead of him.
0: But uh, is this? You're saying you're not very excited about
2: Kosicki this week? Um. I think he's just one of the – he falls in that category of like him, don't love him, um, which we do on Fridays. He uh, he falls in that category of I'm not re- replacing him if he's on my team, but I don't have a lot of high expectations for him to have a monster game without scoring, and we know he hasn't been scoring lately.
1: Yeah, and I, I think for me with Kasicki and a lot of the, there are some tight ends that show up in my top 12 whenever their team has a really high implied total. Because they're touchdown-dependent guys, and if their team's expected to score a bunch, then I like them a little bit more. Gasicki's someone that, when he's playing in a game that they don't have a very high total, he's going to be in this 10-12 to range because he does need the touchdown to be anything more than just uh, borderline number one, I think.
0: Yeah, it's four games in a row of 10 or fewer PPR fantasy points. He hasn't been great. He was great before that. And only three green zone targets this year inside the 10-yard line for Gasicki. Both Waddle and Miles Gaskin actually have more than him. Uh, which DST do you like better? The Panthers. Yeah. Who do you like better, DJ Moore or Miles Gaskin?
2: DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Okay.
0: Let's go to Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati won the first meeting 24-10. to 10. Stat of the game. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to make this a Claypool stat. Okay? Claypool has played in three losses. He has 11 targets per game in losses, six targets per game in wins. The original stat was that Ben throws a lot more when they lose compared to when they win. Uh, and Claypool really benefits from that. It doesn't change much for Deontay Johnson, as we've seen, but Claypool, if you're looking for what makes him go, it's targets and it's pass attempts from Ben Roethlisberger. It makes a lot of sense, right? But it's, the splits are pretty jarring. Well,
2: yeah. What 15 targets in that week three game that Juju got concussed in that game? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, um, that's
0: a season high. He's had 15, nine, and nine in the three games he's played in the three
2: losses Claypool that he's played in. He's he's going to benefit, I think, from a target perspective with Ray Ray McLeod not there because he's on the COVID 19 list. I think he's going to benefit as well. Pat Fryermuth without Eric Ebron there, so they're getting condensed targets, which is good for Deontay Johnson and good for Claypool and good for Fryermuth because we're just losing auxiliary parts at this point um i i think for you know claypool uh he had a two touchdown game against cincinnati last year the big game against them in week three so he's he's trustworthy to whatever extent you feel like you could trust chase claypool but um you know we uh, i haven't said anything here about roethlisberger since our waiver wire show and i know i had him as the top waiver priority um if, if you recall me saying that i also said i would start him over russell wilson at the time but that was with the thought of no T.J. Watt, no Joe Hayden. Those guys are going to play. I don't like Roethlisberger as much with those guys on the field because I think it'll be a closer game. Right. And and the point you brought up of, I don't think he's going to be 40-plus pass attempts. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth type of game. Still think the Bengals win, but I think you're going to see uh, you know not as much from Roethlisberger having to throw to that same extent.
1: Yeah, I, I did come out with Claypool higher this week than I have the past few weeks. I've got him one spot ahead of Jerry Judy. Um ahead of Mike Williams, Brandon IU Dornell Mooney.
0: Okay. Um all right. So Clay well, but not ahead of DJ Moore Waddle, I'm assuming, just to talk no, about those no. guys. Okay. Stat of the game number two. Jamar Chase has three straight games with 32 to 49 yards. What do you make of that, Heath?
1: Um, I think he threw the big punch coming out of the gate and uh the NFL's going to counter at him and uh the bingles and jamar chase we'll have to figure that out you look at joe burrow's numbers he averaged 9.2 yards per pass attempt the first seven games of the season his last three games 6.7 so it's like there's a there's a correlation there and it's just that chase hasn't got the big plays mm, okay. um
0: but you guys still have him in your top 10 jamar chase. i it has
1: we haven't gone we're not far enough removed from that stretch, as like the best wide receiver in football, that I can think about, maybe possibly sitting him. Yeah, any score. Who's
2: the uh, who's the rookie of the year right now? Mac Jones. So I I tweeted this after the Thursday game last week, and uh, I got a lot of uh, Rashawn Slater, just based on how he's played. Huh. Okay. Um, but the three the three choices I put in the poll were uh, Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, and Najee Harris. And Chase was the runaway leader.
1: Yeah, that's who I would vote for. Uh, well, it, the, the key distinction when you said right now, uh, right now the Patriots are winning the AFC East. I think if they win that division over Buffalo, then it's Mac Jones.
2: I would oh, think wait. that's the way that most people would vote it. Um, but if the Chargers win the AFC West, yeah, it's hard to give it to an offensive lineman. Because it's not typically a ward lineman win, and you know I think he's have to he would have to be like so overwhelmingly dominant, not just as a rookie, but just as a left tackle, for him to win that. It's award. not
0: gonna. Ha- it's not gonna happen.
2: Right, and so, but the Bengals, if they win the AFC North, which they could, Chase is gonna be in consideration. But if the Steelers somehow win in the <laughs> North, nice really? it, it, It's a it's a really good race. The the defensive rookie of the year is a runaway. Who is it? Michael Parsons, not close.
0: Oh, yeah, he's been great. The cornerbacks have been really good too, though. But, yeah, Parsons have been awesome. All right, uh, so back to this game here.
2: Roethlisberger, Jamie, you still have him 16th? Is that accurate? Um, He's in the teens. You know, I I, I put him as the bust alert and start him and sit him just because of where he was last week. But I think he can get back to where he was two weeks ago, around 20 fantasy points. So um, don't hate him, but don't love him as much as I did on Tuesday.
0: Start Najee, start Mixon, start Deontay Johnson, start Jamar Chase. So how about Claypool or T. Higgins?
2: Claypool. I, I think we might have a Higgins problem. I mean, you know, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. He's kind of capped out at 13 PPR points. He was that at that three weeks in a row. Um, they want to run the ball very, very much. <laughs> you know, and it's great for Joe Mixon. Um, Mike Tomlin is scared to death of Joe Mixon, apparently, based on his comments earlier this week. So maybe Higgins bounces back, but I think we have to see it at this point. Until you say he's a must-start receiver again.
0: Yeah, but Claypool is certainly not a must-start receiver. Claypool was well, so bad for three straight games before last week.
2: He was, but again, there's a change because you know one of those games was without Roethlisberger, so factor that in, where he missed the game. With no, probably.
0: he missed that game too. Claypool missed that game. Too. Oh, that's
2: true. Um, but I think you just look at it without. Without Ray Ray McLeod there, with with what his
0: without Ray Ray McLeod? come on, that doesn't matter.
2: Well, there were targets. To, to, that's another guy that's going to lose targets. Uh, Eric Ebron too.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, that's Ebron t- scored last week. I know, but I guess somebody else, James Washington, will get the targets. I, I don't know. J- he who do you have, Claypool
1: or or Higgins? Uh, it's it's Claypool. Okay. Um, Higgins is behind that whole group that I said I had Claypool ahead of. So. Okay.
0: Man, Pittsburgh's another team to kind of figure out. It's hard to know if they're good or if it's a good bad, good or bad matchup. They're twenty fourth against wide receivers, but last week was, you know, so injury related. They've been sometimes really good, sometimes really bad. I don't know.
2: It's kind of like they last year. They missed the first game, and Tyler Boyd scored in that game.
0: Right. Okay, so uh, what about
1: Friar Muth? Must start. I'm not quite there. I just, I still think he's kind of like what I said about Gesicki. If he doesn't score a touchdown most weeks, he's going to be a disappointment. Those, those weeks when he got hot and had three touchdowns in two weeks, that, did he have a hundred yards combined in those two games? Um, so I, I don't, I don't think this will be a high scoring game. I think If he scores, he's probably a top six guy. And if not, he's probably a top 15 guy.
2: I think you just look at the last three games. He's played with Rothersberger at least three targets. Um, he has a touchdown in in two of those three. And so, you know, ever since we've seen Juju gone down with Roethlisberger with him, he's been productive more times than not.
0: He certainly likes throwing him in the end zone. All right, so did you say who you like better, uh, Heath Fryermuth versus Gasicki?
1: I have Gasicki two spots higher. Jamie? Uh, I like Fryermuth better.
2: Okay.
0: Oh, we haven't talked about Joe Burrow. All right. Joe Burrow or Russell Wilson? Russ. Russ. These Steelers, again, I I, mean, I I think they're solid, but they're certainly beatable. They're not, you know, they let's see. Josh Allen bad in week one, but Carr 27 points, Burrow twenty two points, Rogers twenty seven points, Bridgewater twenty two points, and last week Herbert forty. And you know, the teams the players that they've done well against other than Allen have been scrubs. So I don't think it's a tough matchup for Burrow.
2: No, I think what he got the last time, like you said, I mean, think about some of the numbers you rattled off there. Burrow 22, Bridgewater 22. That's a safe number for Burrow to get to. That basically is what he's been averaging all season.
0: Yeah, but he did that on 18 pass attempts.
2: Uh, yeah, but again, I think, he, you know, he's going to find the end zone. It's just a matter of who's going to get the end zone for him.
1: Okay. Well, I, I think, like, that's kind of, what we've talked about that before. If he had thrown more passes, his efficiency wouldn't have been as good. Because the reason that he only threw that many passes is because he threw, what, two 50-yard touchdown passes? And those drives were just over.
0: Yeah, back then, they, they were running the ball even more. You know, they were barely throwing. Thankfully, he's he's throwing more now. Okay, which DST do you prefer, Bengals or Steelers?
2: Uh, Steelers, if healthy. Okay. But they're close. Jets are at
0: Houston. Yeah, look... It's not a spotlight game or anything, but it's some interesting starter-sit decisions. Uh, I gave you one stat of the game. Texans have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to a wide receiver in all but two games. Stat of the game number two, the Jets have allowed 20 or more fantasy points to six straight quarterbacks, 24 or more in six-point, to five of the last six, and that includes Mac Jones uh, and Matt Ryan. So they suck. And stat of the game number three, this is even crazier. 15 running backs have scored double-digit non-PPR fantasy points against the Jets in 10 games. One and a half per game. And they have given up 21 touchdowns to running backs. So, Heath, we have a lot of players that are not that appealing, but how many of them made it into your rankings as starters or close to star- starters or streamers, I guess I should say, in this game? Start, you know, Start with the Texans.
1: Well, I think there's really one starter on each team right now as things stand. It's the other, it's the number one wide receiver for each team. You're starting Brandon Cooks. You're starting Elijah Moore. Um, I had it ranked to where I'd start Moore and Davis, and if Davis is okay, I'll probably be there again. Um, the running backs, I really would like it if you didn't have to. Um, I'd feel a lot better about my team if I didn't have to start any of these guys but David Johnson's probably my favorite in full PPR and then Rex and then Ty and then Tevin or Ty and then Rex and then Tevin. I mean, really, really gross stuff here. Heath talked Ty. Okay, Jamie, you agree with that sentiment?
2: Uh, No, I like Ty Johnson the best. Um, So I'll go Ty Johnson, then David Johnson, then Rex and then Tevin. In non-PPR, I would go with... Rex, then Tevin, then David Johnson, then Ty Johnson.
0: I don't have any idea. (laughs) Ty Johnson has two or fewer catches in every game that Mike White did not play a lot.
2: But Michael Carter played in all those games.
0: That's true. So, okay. So you think he's going to catch a decent amount of...
2: I don't think he's catching eight passes, but I think he's going to be probably in the three to five range. I think he's also going to get probably in the... 8-10 Eight to 10 carry range and against this Texans defense. None of these guys are must start options, but I think he's the best of the bunch in PPR.
0: So if you look at, say, the Broncos backfield or Tony Pollard, all better than every running back in this game? Yep. Oh, yeah. Deontay yes. Foreman or a running back in this game?
2: Uh, I would take Foreman in non PPR over all of them. i take Foreman in PPR over all of them.
0: How about? Do you like Hilliard better than Foreman, or is Foreman your favorite Tennessee running back?
2: Uh, Hilliard much better than Foreman in PPR, as long as Jeremy McNichols is out.
1: That's the the key, yeah. Right now it is Hilliard, but I have no idea what I'm going to do if McNichols is back.
2: They obviously made this move for some reason to release Adrian Peterson. Now, whether it's because they like Dontrell Hilliard that much, they like Deontay Foreman that much, maybe they like Jeremy McNichols that much, but coming off the game that they just saw where they did not play well, but Hilliard showed them something in the passing game. It's hard to say.
0: Uh, So, back to Jets-Texans. Uh, sorry to divert from this game. Terod Taylor. Uh, so, uh, Terod Taylor or Tua Oh, Jamie, you said you pivoted to Tua. I yep. just wanted everybody who has two T's in their name. Uh, Taylor Tyneke or Terod Taylor? Heineke. Tyneke. Tyneke. Okay. Thank you, Heath. Thank you for smiling. I appreciate that. Uh. Uh, <laughs> oh, another Heath size. We don't get enough Heath size these days. Let's talk about Elijah Moore. Would you start Elijah Moore or DJ Moore?
2: DJ. Uh, DJ.
0: Elijah Moore or Brandon Cooks in this game?
1: Cooks. Cooks. Um, these might all change to Elijah Moore if Corey Davis is out.
0: Okay, Thursday decision Elijah Moore or. Michael Gallup.
2: Elijah. Elijah. Sebastian uh, Place. Right.
0: Okay. Elijah Moore. Let's do some running backs. Or Saquon Barkley.
2: Barkley.
0: Yeah. Miles Sanders. Elijah. Moore in PPR. Half PPR. more Elijah. Non-PPR. Sanders. Sanders. All right. There we go. Uh, Devonte Freeman or Elijah Moore?
2: Same exact answer for Sanders. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm satisfied. And Cooks don't, is ahead don't, of course. So. Don't
2: fall for Devontae Freeman's six catches from a week ago, please.
0: Or the season high in carries, probably.
2: Yeah, he makes me a little nervous, to be honest. With you.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Anything else from this game? I think you guys covered it pretty well.
2: You, I mean, Jamison Crowder is interesting. Oh, yeah, it's a tough I'm matchup sorry. for him. But yeah. he did have a touchdown last week, but quarterback change again.
0: It's a tough matchup for him?
2: Uh, it's a little bit tougher for him than it is for the outside guys.
0: Okay, I, Houston. It's not like they're terrible against wide receivers. They're twentieth last week. Obviously, AJ Brown led. It. It's just they're not that good. They just don't see that many pass attempts. So, but this team's not like they're going to run all over them. All righty, let's go to our next game. And, and some people are asking, "Hey, do I gamble on the Texans DST?" What's your answer there?
2: You absolutely can. I mean, you know, th- th- so this is like the the counter to the counter. Um, where Zach Wilson was terrible to start the season. You know, this is where I think you and uh, Heath's DST rankings uh, have differed in (laughs) that, you know, every time Heath was not banking on team versus Jets and he paid off was because it was when Zach Wilson was gone. But when Zach Wilson was there, it was a good matchup. So, I mean, you know, give the Texans credit. They just intercepted Ryan Tannehill four times. So there's probably some momentum carrying over to it. So it's not a slam dunk. I think the thing that people are looking at is, especially if you play on our site, the projections for the Texans are have them as top five DST. Would you start
0: the Texans DST against the Jets or the Rams at the Packers? The Rams. Rams. Let's take a break. When we come back, Tennessee at New England. Two first place teams here. Tennessee at New England when we come back.
2: Part of that answer, though, for the Rams is because you want to have them for next week. I forget who they play, but it's an amazing matchup. I think it's Jacksonville. I think you're right.
0: All right, now we're taking a break. Tennessee at New England when we come back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.
0: This is an interesting game. You've got the Titans who were the, the toast of the town before they laid an egg last week. And st- I think they're still number one in a- AFC, right? Yes. And are they underdogs in this game? Yes. Right. It's kind of interesting. Uh, But New England's got a ton of momentum. They're in first place. It's a little shocking. Uh, stat of the game, the Titans allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers, but they also uh, allow the most receiving yards to slot wide receivers. Can we start any... Patriots wide receiver?
2: I think if you're looking at it, you know, you're you're talking about deep leagues, number three options. And so Myers and PPR and Kendrick Bourne and non, which means Nelson Aguilar is going to score a touchdown. So the answer is probably no. Be I'd
1: safe. be really like the way things stand right now. We're not projecting AJ Brown. Um, And with that in mind, I'd be really happy if I just didn't have any players that played in this game.
0: Yeah, and you already talked about how you're avoiding Stevenson and and Harris. If they win, which they're favored to do and they're doing a lot these days, that's a good thing for the running backs. They did split the carry. It's just a matter of, right who's going to score. They didn't score last week, but they usually score a rushing touchdown when they win. So, yeah, I, so okay, talk about who's in the same range. Give me
2: the compare Broncos backfield versus Patriots. I think one thing to to consider, I'm uh, sorry, not to dodge your question, but, you know, the Titans' defense was not the problem last week. Their defense is still really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I know. It's, uh, this game's, and, and you see what I said earlier, they give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. But if you look recently, they've really turned a corner.
2: 100%. Their pass rush has been amazing. So, they don't um, have Dupree, though. Huh? They don't have you, me, and Bud Dupree. True, but this also isn't a dynamic passing attack, and so I I think from the the question uh, I would start the Broncos running backs over the Patriots running backs.
0: You, me, and Dupree was one of the most maddening movies I've ever
1: seen. You ever see that movie? No. All I remembered, I think Owen Wilson, right?
0: Yeah. And Matt Dillon.
1: And just hating it. It's
2: awful. Yeah.
0: It's oh, not that enjoyable. Where he's, uh,
2: He's like the buddy that shows up on the couch or something.
0: Yeah, and Kate Hudson. He basically like moves in on Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I did see that.
0: Oh, what a not enjoyable. I, I have never seen it on TV, and it shouldn't be. Apparently, Seth Rogen was in it. That's interesting. Okay, uh, I'm looking at. You ever go to Tankathon? Tankathon.com gives you the current NFL draft order.
2: As a Giants fan, I'm surprised you're
0: there. Yeah, yeah. Now I was like, what do we have? We got fifth and seventh. All right. Uh, Tennessee has the. I think the second easiest strength of schedule thus far. I think the only team that has played a lower winning percentage is Atlanta. Tennessee's just had a very cu- cupcake schedule. All
2: right. That's so, surprising because they play a lot of tough teams.
0: Well, they play, well, the Jaguars, the Texans. I don't know. I haven't I haven't broken down and their they schedule.
2: They played the Rams. They played the Chiefs. They played the Bills.
0: Chiefs don't have that good of a record. That's a funny thing. And the yeah. Bills the Bills really don't either, right? Um not bad, but what are they, six and four? So okay. Jack they play the Jets, Seattle. Why am I talking about this? Let's move on. I, yeah, let's no move idea. on. Uh, that's it. Don't try not to start anyone in this game. Uh, we already talked about Deontay For, uh Deontay Foreman and the pass catching back. In PPR, we'd go with the pass catching him. back. No, no, I'm just saying it's either Hilliard or sure. McNichols. Oh, um, Hunter Henry, Hunter no, Henry. No, I wouldn't
1: like McNichols as much as I like Hilliard. Okay, because you think so? It's not just the it's it's Hilliard. If McNichols come back, muddies the whole thing. Gotcha. They're all worse. Hunter
0: Henry, starter sit.
1: Sit. Just just like I said at the intro to this game 15 minutes ago.
0: What, that you would sit
2: everyone? I, I really, I'd really like. Oh, this. we got a revenge game.
1: Who? Vrabel? John, who? John, okay. Vrabel.
0: Yeah. All right, Chargers at Denver. Uh, so, revenge game. Heath, tell me if I should read into your DST rankings.
1: Uh, no. All right, because you have the both. The answer to that question is, has, and always will be no. Well,
0: do you think this is a low scoring game? Chargers-Broncos, because I think you have currently the DST's top seven, but I know you're still working on that.
1: I am still working on that. I don't think think that's an inaccurate ranking. Okay. Then tell me how you feel about this game, Chargers and Broncos. I mean, you're starting, I think, probably the top three running backs in the game, and you're starting Keenan Allen, and there's a big mess of wide receivers that rank from, like, 24th to 40th. Um... And if you don't have a better option, you start no to All right.
0: We got to talk about the Broncos running backs. just to say you start them, that's,
1: that's risky.
0: Especially um, if they don't win. If, if you, they don't win, they might get 10 this carries. This
1: yeah. Um, have you looked at our running back rankings? Of like, course. I would like you to tell me where the, that's risky ends when you're going forward.
0: I'm starting Javante Williams in two leagues. So okay. <laughs> I'm starting him over Tony Pollard in one league. I'm having second thoughts about that though because this. I have ahead of him. This run defense has been damn good since they got Justin Jones back, and I know they. It, Linval Joseph is he definitely out this week? He missed last week. I
2: think he's unvaccinated, so I oh. think he is.
0: Okay, but they still gave up 3.3 3 yards per carry to Najee Harris. So it's the last four games it, they've that's,
2: been. That's his season average, right? It's
0: lower, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but it's not far off. It's probably like 3.6 for the year. Uh,
2: do, you, do you know that the Lions have a new kicker?
1: you're going to make take a sick now I have to go check and see if I have the Lions kicker ranked I just learned this today
0: so yeah I mean I I don't know you know you know what I'm saying here like these are not great starting options on a
2: weekly basis Melvin Gordon two of his last three games has been good he's got the revenge game factor so that that could motivate him Uh, Javante Williams prior to the bye week was the game Melvin Gordon fumbled? And so does he get more of an opportunity coming off a bye like we saw last season when a lot of the rookies coming off a bye took off? So I don't know. I, I think you can um, you, you can sort of look at both of these guys and say, okay, if they're playing with a lead, like you said, Adam, and, and there's a good chance that they are. Um, oh, no, that, I said if
0: they're losing because this team, the splits for the two running backs in wins and losses is extremely dramatic. Now they've had a lot of blowout wins. They haven't played a lot of close games. Now the one close game they played against Washington, close win. I think they did see a decent amount of carries for both uh, Javante and uh, and Melvin yeah. Gordon. So as long as they keep it close, but if they get blown out, then they're going to be. It's going to. I don't think they're
2: getting blown out. Neither. It's a big but game. I don't think they're blowing out the Chargers. Uh, Linval Joseph is unvaccinated, according to the Associated Press story that I'm reading and Jerry Tillery and Christian Covington are also still in the COVID-19 protocol.
0: Okay, so that's that does matter for sure. Um, would you start a Broncos running back ahead of a
1: Josh Jacobs running back?
2: Uh, I would, yes. I don't love Josh Jacobs this week.
1: I don't love Josh Jacobs, but I would start him over the Broncos.
0: Would you start Chase Claypool or Melvin Gordon?
2: Melvin. Claypool and PPR. All
0: right, Justin Herbert's top four. I want to ask you guys about that. Last week, he really crushed it against the Steelers. Run, he,
2: man. Let that man run.
0: Yeah, he, he's not going to rush for 90 yards, I don't think. He was really struggling, Justin Herbert, before he faced the depleted Steelers. And Denver's allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterback. So you have a lot of confidence in him as a top five guy?
2: No, that'll be a rankings adjustment for me. He'll, he'll be closer to eight. Okay, Dak. let him. Stack over him? Yes, especially if CD Land plays.
0: Cam or Herbert?
2: I
1: think Heath fell asleep. I'm I'm still here. (laughs) Heath, Cam, or Herbert? Uh, Herbert, by a pretty good margin.
2: Uh, It's very close for me. Okay.
0: Mike Williams, start or
2: sit? I would start him, but it's uh, more along the lines of there's not a lot of better options.
1: Yeah, I think he's a boom bust number 3. Um, and fits that role pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, you know I like he to booms look at boom he busts. He does all the things. <laughs> yeah. He's usually getting 5-6 targets, so it's it's concerning. And the Broncos have not allowed more than 66 yards to a wide receiver in any of their last four games. That is the Browns, Washington, Dallas and Philadelphia.
2: He has a very good track record against Denver. Does he? Yes.
0: All right. And let's see, anything else in this game? Oh, gosh, the Broncos wide receivers. Definitely got to talk about that. How do we feel about them? You said, Jamie, you want to avoid Cortland Sutton. And I'm sure you're avoiding Tim Patrick. But what about Jerry Judy? He's given us six catches on eight or nine targets in two straight games. That is very nice. What do you think about Judy?
2: Yeah, I mean, Judy in the last two games has 17 targets. So clearly that's where Teddy Bridgewater has been going. By comparison... In the last three games for Cortland Sutton, he has a combined nine targets, and he's got five catches for 78 yards on those nine targets. So Jerry Judy coming back has been terrible for Cortland Sutton. The injuries to the Chargers secondary could help Cortland Sutton, but you're still looking at a defense that is number two for the season and fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers, and they just don't give up a lot of touchdowns to the position. So if Sutton's not going to score, he's not going to make a lot of plays down the field, how confident can you be in him? And we do this segment every week for, you may see it somewhere, uh, for CBS Local Sports. Um, it's all the, the TV stations um, that air it on their websites. And Dave likes Cortland Sutton this week. And in Heath's response to Dave liking Cortland Sutton, when Dave said the secondary is beat up and he thinks Sutton will score, Heath, I think, said it best. A Broncos receiver could score. There's no guarantee, though, it's going to be Cortland Sutton just because he has not been very good in this scenario with everybody healthy.
0: Another thing that's hurting Sutton is Teddy Bridgewater's four lowest air yards per pass attempt games are his last four games, his four most recent games. He's not throwing the ball downfield as much as he was. Uh so I is the charger what am I missing here on the charger secondary? Is it just Samuel with the concussion? Or am I missing something? Cuz Davis is back. Um I see yeah,
2: I I think it's just Yeah, I think it's just Samuel.
0: Okay, so if he plays, they're not they're not beat up at all. If he doesn't play, then it's a bit of a problem.
2: Okay. Yes. Uh, Mike Williams, in his last five games against the Broncos, he's got two games with at least 99 yards receiving and uh, three games in his last five with at least 13 or more PPR points. Oh, no. Where did Heath go? I'm sorry. Four games in his last five with at least 13 or more PPR points.
0: All right. Heath uh, has left the building. Hopefully, he'll be back. He's asleep. <laughs> I hope not. He didn't even eat turkey yet.
2: So Jamie, we got You think he's eating turkey at ten o'clock on a Wednesday night? No, I'm saying he's not sleepy because he hasn't eaten turkey yet. Uh, uh, oh, was it the trip to Trip to Fant. Trip to Fant
0: Trip to Noah Fant.
2: Speaking of Noah Fant, I like him this week.
0: Yeah, we gotta get to him too. Chargers suck against tight ends. But they Jerry Judy or you know, the Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon range?
2: Judy and PPR. Okay. Half? G. All right,
0: Noah Fant. He's tenth for you, right around there.
2: Uh, Noah, yes, please. Um, <laughs> the Chargers are tied with the Eagles for most touchdowns allowed to opposing tight ends with nine. And Fant, uh, he hasn't been great, obviously. But you know, you just look at matchups. He's not a slam dunk. He's at the lower end of the starting group. But uh, I do think that he has a chance here. And in the two games against the Chargers last year, he scored at least 11 PPR points in both of them. So I like my chances with Noah Fant this week if I still have him on my roster.
0: Fant or Dan Arnold? Fant. Fant or TJ Hawkinson?
2: Hawkinson. Okay. Let's go to our... I don't PPR. I'll take Fant, non-PPR.
0: Okay. Let's go to our next game. It's Cleveland at Baltimore.
2: Actually, no, I'll take Hawkinson in both.
0: All right, all right. Hawkinson it is. I all think right, we maybe have Fant. two games left. Cleveland at Baltimore. So, no Baker Mayfield, but let's not. We're not starting Baker Mayfield. He's going to play. Let's talk about the backfield here. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. There's no way you sit Chubb. The Ravens. Remember, I said I was a little worried about David Montgomery last week. The Ravens only one running back has more than, I want to say, 66 rushing yards against them, something like that. And it was Dalvin Cook. Uh, let's see. It's 59. No running back has more than 59 rushing yards except for Dalvin Cook. So, But Chubb, you're still going to start, obviously. Now, are you going to consider him a top 12 running back, even in full PPR, if Kareem Hunt plays?
2: Uh, no, I mean, in full PPR, he's not as good. In non-PPR, he's better. So, you know, he's, he's closer to... Out, he'll probably be outside the top 12.
0: Okay. going to be hard to get away from him, though. Where are you're Kareem- not benching
2: I mean, you know. Yeah. you Because, I mean, let's think about it. If, if Aaron Jones returns then, you know, the Packers running back situation can be a little bit murky just because you don't know how healthy Aaron Jones will be. So I probably would have Chubb ahead of, ahead of both Packers. Um, right now I have Dylan ahead of Chubb in PPR. Um, try to think of any other situations I could change. Yeah, I mean, we're supporting Yeah, all right, yeah we whatever, start him. But what about Hunt? Hunt is, is in that Tony Pollard, Broncos running backs, ahead of the Patriots running backs group that we've been talking about. Ahead of I would start him game. over Miles Gaston, for example. You would? In PPR, yes. Non PPR, probably stick with Gaston. Would you
0: start him over Miles Sanders?
2: No, I like Sanders this week, so no.
0: Okay. All right. Would you start any Cleveland wide receivers?
2: No. I want
0: well, to hear something interesting. So I know yeah. that I talked about this last week. You probably remember, at least the gist of it. Uh, the Baltimore defense, they give up the most yards per catch to wide receivers by a full yard over the next worst team. And as well, does that really work with Cleveland? You know, do they go deep? They actually have the fifth most 40 plus yard pass plays in the NFL, which I found interesting. The
2: has one or two.
0: I have no idea. I'm sure Donovan people's Jones has
2: one or two. I think maybe Nick Chubb might have one.
0: Maybe a 40 plus yard pass play could be a catch and run.
2: Yep. Yeah. Njoku so definitely has one.
0: Um, I don't recall, but yeah, I believe they get the it chargers. Will. Okay.
2: So, yeah, I, I don't, I, it's like
0: so hard to, tr- you're not trusting this passing game, but we'll see if, if they can complete something deep uh, on Baltimore, because pretty much everyone does. They I just think you're, you're
2: looking at it. Jarvis Landry is gutting it out through this knee injury. You got lucky that he got the rushing touchdown last week. He hasn't scored a touchdown through the air. Donovan Peoples-Jones is banged up. You can't trust him. Um, Baker's banged up. You can't trust him. You know, this is, you know, the Browns trying to run the ball and get out of Dodge with a win and see if they can get to their bye. We can get healthy.
0: Austin Hooper's had five to seven targets in his last three games, but he's just outside the top 15. Baltimore struggled against tight ends, but they've been better the last two weeks against the Dolphins and the Bears. Very good against them. So we go over to the Ravens side of the ball. Lamar Jackson's number one for Jamie and Heath number four for Dave. Start him. Why are you nervous about Devontae Freeman coming off his best game? And he has scored 11 or more PPR points in five of his four of his last five games. Is that great? No, but it's something. Uh, Why are you nervous about Devontae Freeman?
2: I just think he's going to, you know, split touches with Latavius Murray. He's going to lose rushing production to Lamar Jackson, and this Browns run defense is not horrible. And so you're still starting Devonte Freeman, but more of a flex than a must-start guy, uh, or closer to a flex than a must-start guy. But I start him over the Patriots running backs. I would. He's in the mix with the Broncos running backs. I'd start him probably over Pollard, but he's at the you know back end of the RB two group.
0: I do want to just. Disagree a little bit because I, I don't know what's going on with the Browns' run defense. It was great. But in their last four games, Javante, Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon. Oh, this is their last five games, I'm sorry. Oh, all right, here we go. Last four games. Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, DeAndre Swift. All of them scored 20 or more PPR fantasy points. And then if you look at, you know, just like per carry, They're just getting gashed in their last three games, not by Najee, but uh, Mixon, 13 for 64. Stevenson, 100 yards on 20 carries. Swift, 136 yards, average, almost 10 yards per carry. Uh, So they're really struggling. I don't know.
2: Devontae Freeman or uh,
0: Kareem Hunt?
2: Freeman. Okay. Yeah, no, Freeman's not bad. He's just not... I don't want to get you know caught up in people thinking that last week is, is, is who he is.
0: Sure. Uh, Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, how do you feel about them?
2: I mean, Marquise Brown's a must-start guy, and I think Bateman will benefit with those guys back, but he loses if Brown plays. So, low-end number three receiver.
0: If I were going to sum up the Browns' defense, by the way, because you might, is Browns' defense good? Sometimes we thought they were. In just one sentence, good offenses do very well against the Browns, comma, but bad offenses do very poorly against the Browns. So I think you'll see a good game from the Ravens here. And Mark Andrews is a start. And the Ravens DST is top four. Okay. Atlanta Jacksonville. Last game for us. And then we're getting our Thanksgiving on. Matt Ryan is a sit. All right, who's the start in this game?
2: Uh, Cordero Patterson, if he plays, and he practiced on a limited basis Wednesday, so it sounds like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, James Robinson, who is still dealing with the heel and knee injury, but he's expected to go. And turkey time. (laughs) Who do you like better, Patterson or Robinson? Oh, Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry. He's a must-start guy.
0: Okay, yeah, we got it, Tim. Who do you like better, uh, Robinson or Patterson? Patterson. You're going to rank Patterson like you normally would, top 12-ish? Yes. Okay. You know, Robinson makes me a little nervous. He's got 12 carries in each of his last two games. He's clearly
2: dinged up. Are you nervous about him at all? I'm not. Um, you know, I, I think this is a game they can win. So keep that in mind if they're playing with a lead. Um, As long as he's out there, I'm starting him. You know, so he's, he's not, you know, this is a guy that when healthy in a matchup like this would be a top five candidate. Sure. You know, now he's closer in that 12 to 15 range, so more of a, a number two running back. But I'm not getting away from James Robinson, you know, as long as he's healthy. And I do think there are some sleeper options at wide receiver, too. Uh, Russell Gage, you know, he's going to have, assuming uh, Calvin Ridley really doesn't surprise us in play, which at this point doesn't expect to you know, be the case, I think he'll have, you know, seven, eight targets, and I think he can get you five for sixty, five for 70 in that range. So, uh, sneaky number three receiver in PPR. And then either Marvin Jones or LaVisca Chenault probably want to lean toward Marvin Jones because no Jamal Agnew uh, there's going to be targets available and opportunities available for those guys. And so, you know, we've seen this Falcon secondary at times they're, they're tied for third and most touchdowns allowed to wide receivers, A large group of uh, teams. I think it's like five teams that have allowed 14 touchdowns to the position, but they're one of them. And so, you know, there, there's touchdown opportunity here for one of those guys. Now they haven't scored very often. Uh, Chenault has yet to catch touchdown this season. And I think Jones has one touchdown since week two or week three, but, you know maybe Trevor Lawrence gets them into the end zone.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, same thing with running backs and wide receivers for the Falcons. They don't really give up a ton of yards to any particular guys. they have only been three wide receivers who've had uh more than 75 yards. 75 is good, but you'd think more than 3 would have gotten there uh exceeded that anyway, but they just they just give up touchdowns. It's they're probably they're pretty good against the run, but they give up a lot of touchdowns. Um yeah, so hopefully the Jaguars can do that. That's not really their thing, but it is James Robinson's thing. Would you start a DST in this game?
2: Not really. You know, it's like when you talk about the Texans and the Jets versus the Jaguars and the Falcons, I feel more comfortable with the Texans' defense than I do about either of these two.
0: And let's get into Kyle Pitts. A lot of people are going to have questions about him coming off that really bad game against New England. Where are you going to have him ranked?
2: Uh, top five. Right now he's wow. uh, he's, out, he's 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 out. in my top ten, but um need to move him up a few spots. Maybe six or seven. I don't know. He'll be in that group. You're starting.
0: I I think this team is terrible against tight ends. It doesn't necessarily jump off the page at you. I think they're 21st against tight ends or something like that. But I mean, Farrell, Brown, Uzama, Smythe, Doyle, they've had solid games. And then Kittle had four targets. He caught all of them, caught a touchdown. Gasicki had 115 yards. Uh, Uzama, 95 yards and two touchdowns. So this team, I think, is just awful against tight ends, even though they're not among the worst in points allowed. Got a question here in the chat. Pitts or Schultz?
2: Probably Pitts.
0: All right, I'm going to give everybody in the chat two minutes to ask your questions. Two minutes to ask your starter sit questions here. Uh, how about Waddle, Henderson, or Gibson in the flex? Henderson. All right, waiting for some more to come in here. Because we're so thankful to have you. Send in your questions right now. You got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Prescott or Garoppolo or Heineke? Dak. Where's this? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Garoppolo? Rodgers. Javante Williams, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Jeff Wilson, or Pat Fryermuth.
2: Oh, boy. Um, Non-PPR, if Elijah Mitchell is out, it would be Jeff Wilson. PPR, it would be Elijah Moore.
0: And should I pick up Chase Claypool? And if so, who should I drop? Yes, you should pick up Claypool. Who should you drop?
2: Uh, you should drop Wilson if Mitchell is healthy. If not, you should drop Bateman.
0: I would drop, if you have another tight end, I would drop one of them, Fryermuth or your other tight end.
2: Unless you're to You could also master. drop Garoppolo this week. But you're gonna need a quarterback oh, yeah. next week. Rodgers off. Yeah, just drop. Yeah, we Go need ahead. a quarterback next week though.
0: Michael Gallup or T. Higgins.
2: Um, uh, Michael Gallup. Jacoby Myers or Kadarius Tony. Tony, if he plays. Knox or Evan Ingram. Knox.
0: <laughs> Matchup is Thanksgiving better than July 4th? Ooh, I say um, no. I like July 4th. I think it's my favorite holiday.
2: July 4th is your favorite holiday. Yeah. July 4th is one of the few that we actually get to take part in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Without having to work. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe July 4th.
0: July 4th for everyone. All right, thanks. USA, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow, Friday morning, bright and early with Starter sit for the NFC Home Games. And if you're on YouTube right now, hop on over to our FFT and Five stream. Jamie and I got five minutes of fantasy content for you. We'll uh, see you soon. Later.